All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers, Brendan Parker, alongside Ryan Dietrich, and it is a loss at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings tonight for the Calgary Flames. They fall 3-2 in a shootout, uh, a game that was slow to get moving in terms of offensive uh, chances and eventually goals, but uh, got a fair share of it in the third period and eventually some pretty good looks in overtime and needed a shootout to finish this thing off. Leah Sanderson scores the only goal of the shootout. Kings win it 3-2 as uh, maybe just start with assessment of a hockey game that you know had kind of a couple of different turns depending on what uh, period we were in, but... Um, you know, just your thoughts on uh, what we saw here tonight. I think first off, you got to give full credit to the LA Kings, who over the last 24 hours have come into Alberta and have, you know, played two very structured, very disciplined hockey games. And you know, it was a tough one. It was one of those nights where you're looking to to kind of break through and get some of that open ice, but it was very difficult to to try and navigate through some yeah. of the tight spaces. They did an excellent job. They being the LA Kings of uh, really locking things down, making life difficult, supporting the puck, not making anything easy or clean for the Oilers or for the uh, Flames on the breakouts and through the neutral zone. And that really limited some of their rush opportunities. That's kind of been their bread and butter over the past few weeks, and it just wasn't there tonight. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, get the chance to talk to Oliver Shillington after the first period, and that yeah. was one of the first things he described was the uh, clearly the neutral zone focus of the LA Kings and uh, something that they didn't uh, get away from at all through that first uh, yeah. 40 minutes. Things opened up a little bit in the third, as we talked about, just because of the nature. You know, you start seeing some offense yeah. both ways, but did a pretty good job in that area throughout the entire game. And we saw it for the Flames in bursts too, right? There were points in the second period when I think they started to turn yeah, the tide agreed. a little bit. They just weren't able to sustain over a long period of time. And, you know, against a team like this where we know the matchups are going to be pretty tight, that's what you need to do. You need to build off your shifts, make sure you're creating havoc in their, in their end zone and really kind of just manufacturing momentum. And that's what was sort of lacking. You got those bursts. They had it there for spurts, but then the LA Kings were sort of able to flip the script and put it back in their own end. Interesting that uh, over the last number of weeks, what have we been hearing from uh, head coach Daryl Sutter about the type of hockey you're going to have to play? Absolutely. Uh, consecutive nights here, you got the number one team in the West, Colorado, number one team in the NHL, but yeah. two top teams in the West in uh, Colorado and Calgary. Saw that on Tuesday. Here we are again tonight, two top teams in the Pacific, and once again got one of those types of games here tonight, something that we should expect to see here over the next little while. Yeah, playoff-style hockey, right? I mean, we saw it on Saturday, 14 goals between the Oilers and Flames. Um, yeah. Maybe we're not going to see that so much in the postseason. We know it was great for the fans and it was a heck of a night here at the dome but yeah it's those tight checking low scoring games that you got to find success in and on that note Daryl Sutter talking over the past couple of days about the need for secondary scoring, right? We saw the, you know, a little bit of that in the third period for the Flames. Erica Branson comes up big, the fourth line, you know, starting to lean on the Kings a little bit. Yep. You're going to need more of that as you come down the stretch here because your top line, who's been so good all season long, can't carry the mail every night like they have been. Do you get a big power play goal from Johnny Gaudreau? And it was actually a lot of the second unit that was out there at the time. The yeah. uh, puck actually deflects off Cali Arncroke in the uh, slot that goes right to Johnny Gaudreau. Well, let's take a look at the highlights as we start to describe them anyway. Uh, we'll start all the way back uh, in the second period. It was a scoreless hockey game after one, but it didn't take long in that middle frame for the first goal to come. About a 65 seconds in, and a nice play here by Adrian Kempe to find uh, Alex Alifala going to how good has Kempe been this season for the injury-depleted Kings? That's another thing we haven't mentioned yet. But, yeah, tough turnover there at the offensive blue line. That's the puck management we're talking about. You try to avoid it. Kings make him pay on the counter. So one nothing after 40 minutes. The lead would be in favor of the L.A. Kings. But uh, here's the goal that we were talking about. And uh, it's a point shot from Noah Hannafin that goes off Callie Yarncroke and then right to a man that's uh, no shy, uh, not shy on uh, finding the back of the net this season. So what's your bet? Was this an intentional uh, kick pass from Kelly Yarncroke there? Uh, kind of falling backwards, but it couldn't have bounced any better, that's for sure. 
right to uh, Johnny, and uh, that's 31 on the season for Gaudreau. Tie hockey game, and then uh, the Flames would continue to push. This one now near the uh, latter half of the third period, and some nice work along the blue line from Erica Branson to find a shooting lane, gets it through, and it ends up, I think, going off an LA King and in. It's hard to tell for sure, but a lot of traffic, more importantly. Yeah, getting pucks on net, and you gotta like how that started too. Again, the fourth line, Milan Lucic, Sean Monahan, both have been sort of taking a little bit of heat lately, playing that straight line game. Getting the puck to the net, that's where the goals are gonna come. A couple of really good shifts in the third period from that fourth line, but LA not going anywhere, and uh, this is a beautiful play. Down low, below the goal line, Philip, uh, Philip Deneau finds uh, Victor Arvidsson to tie it up. Again, Daryl Sutter talking this morning about how the Kings have been able to be so resilient through all the injuries. Those two guys right there, Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, great pickups. A little bit of chemistry forming there as well. Tough breakdown, though, for the Flames. It sure is, and uh, that's Arvidsson's 19th of the season. So here we are in the shootout. The first King shooter is Anderson, who goes uh, between the legs of Jacob Markstrom. The last shooter with an opportunity to die was Johnny Gaudreau, and uh, Cal Peterson stops all three. Calgary Flames shots he faces in the shootout. Didn't actually get one in the overtime frame. That's thanks in large part to a power play opportunity the Kings got uh, near the start of that uh, overtime session. But uh, that's the difference in this hockey game, Leah Sanderson. And uh, I, we were just looking at it. He hasn't scored in uh, a goal in the regular season here so far, but, uh, but a big one. And that's an not extra bad. point for the Kings. You talk about the standings and how tight they are. Um, you know, maybe not necessarily at the top. It's a five-point gap with yep. a couple games in hand. But that race of what we saw these two teams going at it, Edmonton Oilers and LA Kings last night, you know, now they uh, bump that one point lead into a three-year. That's what they've been able to do over the past few weeks. So eight regulars out of your lineup, you're including one of the best defensemen in the NHL and Drew Doughty. That's a major hit. But, you know, kudos. Todd McClellan's done a great job with that group. And, and what they've been able to do, and you pointed out last night as well, maybe they're not winning as much as they were during some of their uh, bigger stretches of the season, but they're grinding out points. So even if they didn't pick up the victory tonight, that's what you have to do at this time of year, especially through times of adversity. Get the games to overtime. Start piling up the points where you can get them because, as we saw, the top three in the Pacific didn't move a whole lot over these past 24 hours with every team getting at least a piece of it. Well, you pointed it out. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of extras, a lot of freebie, yeah. not freebie points, obviously get got to earn sure. them, but a lot of extra points yeah. being handed out over the last few nights here across the National Hockey League. It makes those playoff race is interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. favors to the Edmonton Oilers no. tonight, that's for sure. No, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll continue along on the postgame show here, but let's first hear from the head coach of the Calgary Flames, Daryl Sutter, standing by. Let's get his thoughts on tonight's 3-2 loss to Los Angeles. What was your uh, assessment of this one? Uh, they won the shootout. What did you see from your um, thought we fought back. It was Johnny's power play goal is a big goal. Big kill in overtime. Happy to take a point then out of this one? Yeah, I thought we were sluggish at the start. I thought our top guys, particularly our face-offs, first period, uh, they dominated some face-offs, so they had quite a bit of possession in the first period. Like Dylan Dubé had a bit of jump tonight. He had uh, three shots on goal. Did you notice anything positive from him and his line? No. I no, I mean, they were no different than any other line. It seemed like the Colorado game and this game were pretty low event type checking games. How do you come out on top of those games that, that aren't back and forth and more low event? Well, you got to, you know, when you fight back, it's always, you're always fighting back. It's either tied down one or up one. So you fight back and, and uh, what they scored, they tied up with what, four or five minutes left, right? And that's a coverage goal. 
On the first goal they scored where Johnny has the one at the offensive blue line that he does. We turned the puck over twice that shift. Okay, so after something like that with one of your top guys, what do you look for after that? What do you want to see? Johnny, from Johnny was good tonight. Carried the line. All good. That's it. Thank you. All right, short and sweet there from the head coach, uh, Daryl Sutter, with his uh, thoughts post-game and uh, obviously a couple of turnovers. But, the, you know, those are the types of games we're talking about. Um, when they're that tight, you know, mistakes get exemplified just a little bit um, and amplified a little bit. But just, yeah. you know, the fact that, you know, they pushed, they fought back. That big goal, obviously, when it was hard to find offense from Johnny, and then they kind of built off that yeah. in the third. Yeah, and we, we were talking about the Kings being able to grind away points. Well, we know the focus for this Flames team from the start is make the playoffs, if we make the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, they're in a very good position to do that and contend for the division title here, but their focus is the same. Grind points out. Find a way to be involved in games and give yourself an opportunity. So they may not have had their best stuff, especially through 40 minutes, but they were in a game, and all they needed was, you know, in this case, a power play goal or a chance to, to to go up by one just a simple puck to the net those are the types of games you want to be in you don't want to be run out of the building there aren't going to be those nights at this time of year where you're doing the same to your opponent but as long as you're in the game you've got a chance to win them well said and uh, one of the areas that uh, the Los Angeles Kings did a really good job of and we talk about you know some of those momentum shifts throughout the course of the second period yeah um, even though you had the momentum a lot of offensive zone time the block shots uh, yeah. you know I think L.A. was able to find their way in the shooting lanes, and that's why I think you give a lot of credit to Eric and Branson on that second goal to get that shot through. But just kind of a you know, a commitment from the L.A. Kings throughout this game of just getting in the way of shots. Yeah, what did the shot total finish at? I think it shot was 28-26, yeah. right? So it was kind of a focus actually going back to your pregame show today about how both of these teams, L.A. in particular, very much a shot volume team. And, yeah. and we saw it last night in Edmonton where the shot count was piling up pretty quickly. So... Yeah, both teams were doing a good job of limiting ice. We give credit to the Kings, but the Flames kind of gave it Same right thing. back. And, yeah. you know, again, that is playoff hockey, not to, to rehash the point, but it is true. And like we said, yeah. if you can stick to that throughout a full 60, 65 minutes, you've given yourself a chance. Yeah, I think the stat is now uh, updated after tonight because uh, the shots were 6 nothing in the overtime period, as we mentioned, right. that, that due in large part to the fact they end up getting a power play there. Uh, but they outshoot the Calgary Flames, so now 23 of the last 24 games, they've outshot the opposition. So you talk about shot volume. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to make sure that you're getting opportunities, you're getting looks, and the offensive zone is just hanging on to the pucks and, and obviously getting lots of shots through. And not to mention when you have a bunch of guys banged up too, right? Yeah. Sometimes at this point in the season especially, you've got a, an influx of young players who are coming in. And you mentioned Leas Anderson hasn't found the net during a game yet this season. But if you're yeah. able to have that energy and keep your game simple, which I think we saw a little bit of from the Kings tonight, uh, that's going to be your bread and butter because you've yeah. got – you, you might not have the uh, the high-level skill that you once had earlier in the season. You have to play with what you have and stay within the game that uh, you know you can bring, but also the one your opponent gives to you. All right, let's uh, continue our uh, post-game reaction here tonight and uh, go right back to the podium, and let's hear from uh, Johnny Gaudreau. He was uh, one of the goal scorers here, tied the game up in the third period. Here's Johnny now. I mean, Johnny, how did you kind of see that game play out? I know you guys had to come back one nothing you scored that goal I guess a bit of a tight back and forth game yeah uh yeah we weren't very good tonight I don't think kind of uh slow um didn't really get much going in the first <clears throat> kind of uh a little bit of bad turnover by me there in the second the guy knocked it out of the air and then they went down and scored 
make it one nothing. Then we were kind of chasing the rest of the game, but uh, found a way to battle back, uh, take the lead, and with three minutes left, uh, they tied it up. So uh, they're a desperate team trying to trying to catch us in the standing. So we gotta be ready for their little push back there at the end of the third and try to win in overtime. The you reference like the their first goal. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be told by anyone that puck was supposed to get in deep. So, so what do you make a note of doing for the rest of the night? Like, how do you just individually put that behind you? Uh, I mean, it's a hockey play. I, did, I think it was Kopitar and knocked it out of midair. Then they turn around and go down the other end. I should have stayed on the ice, obviously, <clears throat> try to back check, but um, I didn't think. Uh, I, he deflected it and kind of thought it was going to the boards. They kind of transitioned pretty quickly. And uh, just a mistake on my end. So, uh, But uh, we found a way to get the lead back and battle back throughout the game. Um, got a point in the game. and But like I said, I mean, I got to get in. I know that. But uh, I think uh, Kopitar kind of made a decent play there trying to knock it out of midair. What makes that Kings team, you know, they have a ton of injuries. What makes them so kind of hard? What, 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 they're in second place for a reason. Like, what, what, what do you see from ice level? What makes them so good this year? Well, they play a good 1-3-1 one, one game in the neutral zone. Kind of aggravates team at times, you know. You find, your, find yourself, you know, turn the puck over a lot of the time when you're trying to go through a neutral zone like that. So, uh that's, I mean, that's exactly what we did there in, in the second there. Turned the puck over, they scored, made it one nothing, And then it's uh, – but for us, I mean, I thought we played well down low against them. Uh, we just got to – I mean, playing against a neutral zone like that, we just got to get the puck in and uh, then we grind them down low and I thought we were really good kind of down low there towards the end of the second. And uh, But, uh, yeah, like I said, we can't – try not to carry the puck through the neutral zone, just get it in there because it's difficult to get it through through a neutral zone like that. Johnny, this team hasn't lost two in a row since mid-January, and I know you still got a point tonight. But but how do you make sure it kind of stops there? Uh, I mean, figure it out tomorrow. Obviously, uh, everyone look in the mirror, kind of be a little bit better for next game. Obviously, I mean, like we said a couple of days ago, we got a tough week this week. We're playing against three, you know, real good teams. So. Uh, Got a point out of each game so far, but you know we're not we're not satisfied. We have a, a big game against St. Louis coming up on Saturday, so kind of forget about this one and, and go to work tomorrow and uh, get ready for Saturday. You talked about LA's desperation. Like, is it you guys have worked hard to build yourself a cushion? Is it hard to match that desperation when you're in a good spot like you are? No, I don't think so. I think we've been playing well all year long. I think. Uh, we went through ups and downs. Obviously, a lot of teams do that, but um, I think tonight was one of our. We were kind of slow tonight, <clears throat> um, but like I said, I mean, we found a way to get a point. That was huge. Um, wasn't one of our best games. Everyone in our locker room knows that, and uh, you know, we come to work tomorrow ready to get better and play against a, a good St. Louis team. Is it a balance this time of year? And this can be for either of you. Um, is it a balance this time of year to, you know, focus on your game and what you guys need to do while also being acutely aware that there's desperate teams trying to catch you in the standings? Yeah. Um, I mean, we got to put our best foot forward every night. That's why, you know, we've put a lot of work in this season to get our game to a place where we trust it and, and build that foundation. So we expect that of ourselves every night. And, and you know, it's def- desperate time of year. Um 
teams are trying to get into the playoffs and, and um, you know, teams that seem to be out of it are, are playing loose and, and playing good hockey. Um, so every single night's a, a really tough night that, that we have to prepare heavily for. And, um, you know, we just got to get back to our, to our foundation for 60 minutes here. Talk about it's talked about a lot, and, and you you are feeling that the the games right now, these March games now going into April, are different than they felt in kind of October, October, November. Oh yeah, there's I mean there's a gradual incline in in the state of play and and the level of play um, from the first game of the year that's played in the NHL to the last one. It, it's a constant incline from a number of teams, and you know that desperation they, they become a lot more emotional at this time of the year, um, and and. As you guys have heard this word a lot. It's it's desperate times for a lot of teams. It's desperate times for us, and and um, you know we gotta we gotta be the more desperate team every night. I know this isn't top of mind right after a game, and, and especially one that doesn't end the way you're going into the final month of the season, five points up in the division. Like, do you guys look at that and go, okay, you know, we were exactly where we wanted to put ourselves? Um. To a certain extent, yes. Um, you know, it, it, the job's not done by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, we've you've uh, heard from a lot of people. There's a lot of analytics. There's a lot of numbers that get thrown around. But you know, we have a number in our head that we need to get to um, to give ourselves that playoff berth, and um, we haven't got there yet. So there's there's a lot of work to be done. Getting that point tonight, Eric. Uh, it, it's uh, a nice play from uh, the fourth line. Don't get a lot of um, attention lately, but uh, to kind of help you get there, just comment on that play. What you saw? Yeah, um, they they went in and forechecked hard. Um, took away any chance at a breakout and and ended up finding me open. So at that point, with with the size of that line and, and those guys going to the net, you just got to get it past the first guy and put it on net, and and good things can happen. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner, JD Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. All right, welcome back to the post-game show brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. Quick update on the Western Conference standings. We've talked a lot about uh, the conversation in the Pacific Division, how the last two nights have affected that. Obviously, L.A. does themselves a favor and uh, moves three points clear. The Edmonton Oilers now for second place in the Pacific, uh, Pacific Division and then five points behind the Calgary Flames. And then, of course, these two teams will meet again uh, five days from now on Monday back in L.A. to round out the season series. But anything stand out to you about uh, conversations with Eric and, and Johnny and then obviously the standings? Well, first off, the standings. I mean, that's uh, Nashville back in the top wildcard spot. I think yesterday St. Louis was hanging out there for the first yeah. time in a while. So still 15 games left for the Flames before we actually know what a uh, potential first-round opponent would look like. But yep. I can't help but keep my eye on it. It's... Uh, you, know, you start watching a few more Predators, a few more Blues sure. games, yeah. start to figure out what the May and June might look like. I don't know, but we'll Yeah, see. it's interesting, right? And uh, yeah, obviously tonight, March 31st, so the final game of March, now into the final month yeah. of the uh, NHL season. And uh, just quickly before we actually uh, – well, let's do it now. Actually, let's do let's, it. So the, the podcast, uh, Flames TV, has been rebranded. Flames TV, the podcast, is now up, and it'll be uh, now featuring the post-game show uh, after every game. So every time we have a home game, the uh, post-game show will be uploaded there. So catch it wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, 
you know, uh, Amazon, the whole thing, the whole thing. So we decided we got a little uh, giveaway to to help uh, promote the podcast. Obviously, get you guys involved. Uh, that's a big part of the podcast. Yeah. So uh, on the post game show here tonight, we've got the uh, game that. used Michael Backlund stick uh, signed right there by Michael Backlund as well on the blade. And uh, why don't you tell us uh, where we can. Get the details to yeah. uh, have the opportunity to win said stick. Uh, super simple. Go to calgaryflames.com slash podcast. Uh, we've added a little bit of information there tonight. There's what we're going to call a, I guess, a bonus code, code yeah, word, code whatever word. we want to call sure, it. Yeah. Uh, so there's the a code, code word. word on that page. Yep. Visit that page. Subscribe to our podcast, please. We really need the uh, boost in numbers. We're struggling. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it'd be great to have you along for the ride. We, uh, we have some great interviews uh, with yep. players, staff. We, obviously, the post-game show is a part of it. So if you take that code word and you tweet it at me and Brendan yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, we're not going to tell it to you. You have to go find it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Secret. Secretive. <laughs> so don't, uh, yeah. So do that. Tweet us Send both. It. Over the next 24 hours, we'll pick a winner. Yeah, and uh, and you'll be the uh, one of you. Someone uh, will be the new uh, owner of this Michael Backlund game you stick signed, and uh, we'll we'll hand deliver that's, it. That's in good shape too. Like, will handle it. Yeah, right. You can uh, you can put that one on the wall or use it. I mean, I was thinking about it. I'm a lefty personally, so yeah, you know, there you go. it takes a lot of still in good shape. You know what? I was, you know, thought about putting it in the trunk, but I have a little bit more discipline than that. I figured I'd pivot to you, the listener. So generous. Got to pass on so some generous. of the good vibes. <laughs> Calgaryflames.com slash podcast. So uh, find the code word. Send it to uh, myself, Ryan Dietrich, on uh, Twitter. We'll f- pick a winner in the next 24 hours. So sometime tomorrow we will uh, deliver that stick or at least uh, tell you you've won the stick. And uh, appreciate all the uh, viewers uh, tuning in on the uh, yeah. postgame show and all the listeners as well on the podcast. Uh, as for us here tonight, well, we'll wrap up a 3-2 uh, Los Angeles Kings victory in a shootout tonight. Uh, Flames TV Live. Yeah, it was Elias uh, Anderson. He gets the uh, difference maker in the extra frame, and uh, the Calgary Flames will now reset and finish up this six-game homestand coming up on Saturday night. And uh, another opportunity to see the Kings in uh, just about five days from now back in Los Angeles on Monday. As for us, it'll be the St. Louis Blues here on Saturday to round out this six-game homestand. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We'll see you on Saturday, right back here at the Dome.